Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Well, I'm so glad you're here. You know why? We have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny comedian. His new album is called Hello, It's Me, and it's my pal, Colin Chamberlain. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And we have T-shirts. Yes, we do. We have T-shirts. There's a link in the show notes. We have Abby Normal Recording Studio T-shirts. And we have the Pod is Ended, Go in Peace t-shirts. And our super fan shout out is for Jen Hellman. Say hi to Jen, everybody. Hey, Jen. Jenny, how you doing? Jenny. There we go. Phil has suffered a head wound, and that's the way he'll be sounding <laughs> for the rest the of the It's called the Forrest Gump impression. What? It's called the Forrest Gump impression. Okay, okay Phil. That's very good. <laughs> on. hi jen hi jen how about that all right she's got i, I don't want to hear the super fan shout out and go what is, is phil okay <laughs> and we have a caller actually we don't because we have a caller on the line we have no way to take calls we're in a garage but <laughs> but my friend uh jay keith van stratton uh who has a great podcast called go fact yourself uh, Go fact yourself. Yeah, it's a game mm-hmm. show that I was on, and uh, that's where I met Glenn Johns and Ethan Russell, who graciously oh, on our right. show. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and his 100th episode is coming up, and it's a live event through NPR. And uh, I was going to say he called in, but I just recorded the phone call so we could play it. So <laughs> we want to send some love our friend's way. So you guys listen to this. Jay Keith, I can't thank you enough. I had so much fun on your show, Go Fact Yourself. And uh, next week is the 100th episode. 
We're doing a special live stream celebration for our 100th show on Wednesday, February 16th. Uh, it's going to be able to be seen on video. It'll be free. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing it in conjunction with our local NPR station, KPCC. Uh, yeah, we'd love people to come see it. Our, uh, our guests are DJ Jazzy Jeff mm -hmm. and uh, Faith Saley, who a lot of people know from uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and CBS Sunday Morning. So it'll be a lot of fun. And as you know, always surprise experts. So that's only half of the story. I did the show. And uh, my uh, my topic was uh, the Who, the album Who, Who's Next. So yeah. The other categories I gave you, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Band, and I, I pretty much knew like, yeah, you guys, you guys are not. <laughs> we did we did track down the guy who owns it now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's uh, a reclusive and or problematic billionaire. Uh, <laughs> at least the the, la the last uh, the last trace of ownership we found. So no, right. we, we 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 felt pretty good about the topic we chose for you. Yeah. And Glenn Johns and Ethan Russell and I flipped out. I flipped yeah. out and, I, and I, I, I frightened the men. I know I did. Yeah. Well, you had you, you we keep we keep a, a little folder of best reactions from guests when they meet their experts. And mm -hmm. you immediately moved to the top of the queue on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if I can swear on your show, sure, go ahead. but I, be I believe your exact words were holy shit. Yeah. I, I, well, the yeah. exact quote was holy shit. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, which is exactly what we aim for. Pal, I, I had a great time, and, uh, and I want to congratulate you on your 100th episode. Let's give it another plug. Oh, I really appreciate it. So it's a live stream video we're doing with KPCC on Wednesday, February 16th, 6 p.m. Pacific time. You can go to gofactyourpod.com to get uh, free tickets, free RSVP, and uh, it'll be released as a podcast celebrating our 100th show uh, a couple weeks later. Great. I got to have you on. You got to come do my show. Oh, it would be my pleasure, Adam. I really appreciate it. I'll look forward to it, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, pal. Be good. So how great is that? It's a live event. Uh, we want to wish Jay Keith uh, luck and hope you guys check it out. The show is a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. And our next order of business, I want to read an email sent to us uh, by Fatima. He's a friend of ours. And Fatima says, uh, <laughs> Dear Adam, Alex, Mark, and Phil, thank you for your podcast. My boyfriend and I bought a house together, and we're listening to you guys as we're setting it up. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. You keep us laughing, and to quote your one of your jokes, Adam, a lot of his stuff didn't make it in the merger. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's great. That's hilarious. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Fatima. So that's nice. They bought a house together. And they listen to the podcast while they're setting up the new house? That's what it says in here, yeah. They listen to the podcast yeah. as they're setting things up. I, I hope it cool. wasn't the Phil Goes Apartment Hunting episode. That would just freak them the hell. Was he here? Check the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say congratulations to Fatima mm -hmm. and and her at this point un, unnamed boyfriend. I've never I've never actually moved in with a girlfriend. I've always lived by myself or with like roommates and group mm -hmm. group houses. So I, I I applaud the courage it takes to move in with somebody because I I I'm terrified of that. Yeah. Not not of like living with. I, it's more that I'm terrified what they're going to see about me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the, the curtain will be back and they'll be like, you're a disgusting human being yeah. on every single level. See, you're <laughs> too hard on yourself. I've spent time with your house. We've lived together for a brief period. I, besides the vomit that hits you. <laughs> right, I threw up on you. It's a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean. I've always the only time I came close to it, we were going to move in because it was going to save us money. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's not why I want to live with somebody. I want to live with somebody because I'm madly in love with them and I want to, you know, want to spend all my time with them. I, I just I'm worried that if I were to do that, whoever that unlucky lady would be it, like day two, she'd be like, I've already run out of things to talk about with this guy. OK, listen, and first of all, you're too hard on yourself. And I don't think it's going to take that long. 
(laughs) (laughs) That evening. (laughs) Well, let me just say, Fatima, Mm -hmm. I suggest that hopefully there's two bathrooms. Give him one and you take one. Yeah, And if there's not, just give Fatima, take the bathroom and boyfriend, go shit in the yard. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. Classy advice. Go shit in the yard. Yep. And you'll thank me. <laughs> Maybe not in the winter, but you'll thank me. We ladies okay. need privacy. Yeah. So I have a question for Mark. You, in your entire life, you've never lived with a girl. I've lived in group houses where there's been like three or four guys and like three or four girls, like big group houses. And I think at one point I lived with three guys and one girl in a group mm-hmm. house, but I've never been just me and the girl. You know, never, never done that. And you joke about the bathroom stuff mm. like I'm terrified of that. I don't want them to see that negative side of me at all. I would probably have to rent like another apartment just to <laughs> use the facilities. Right. <laughs> Smart. Well, Mark and I, we've shared a bathroom. We have. And yeah. I feel terrible for you every single time. <laughs> I, feel, I, You know what I feel terrible about? I go, oh, there's no window or fan. Oh, this poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really not great. It's like the shack in uh, Cool Hand Loop. Yeah. It's I not have, good. I have one for you. I had to go to the bathroom when I was traveling in Russia. Mm-hmm. Their bathroom was in their kitchen. What? Yes. What? <laughs> It, it was a country house, and I guess you know how plumbing is. You kind of have to put it wherever you can no, put you it. Know, you know what the nice thing about plumbing is? It goes where you want it to. You don't have to put it wherever it <laughs> okay, is. Okay, all I know is they had a really nice house, country house. It was on a farm, but the kitchen was surrounded by this toilet. I don't know how to describe it, but it I was, was right... creepy. That's how you describe it. it. I don't know. It was just the design of their house. And you, everybody kind of was used to it, and everybody didn't really matter except maybe me. I don't know. Okay, hold it, hold it. You're not, you're not shitting next to the toaster. You're not. It's no, not out in the it, open. So, so there's, there's a kitchen, and then there's a small door in the kitchen. Yes. That goes to that is not all the way closed. Okay, like it's, so you, it's open at the bottom. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's so it's like a public restroom. You can see the feet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't recognize those shoes. Do we have company? <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. Alexi, are you making one or two? We're cooking dinner here. <laughs> I mean, they're so gracious and I had such a great time, but that was the only thing that I was so self-conscious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, I'm just picturing myself if I was in that situation with me, you know, with my bowel habits. I'm no. Shit in the kitchen, really? With no, you would there? be evicted. Yeah, you wouldn't be there that <laughs> I mean, long, Phil. Yeah, I wouldn't make it a half a day. Mm-mm. Who fed him cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I just, I, I see that immediately and go, yeah, you know what? I'm, is there a hotel? I'm going to, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. Was the, sh- was, was the shower in there too, Alex? Um, no, the shower was outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. What Russian honeycomb hideout were you traveling in? It was actually so much fun. It's like an episode of Green Acres. <laughs> it's, it's like such a great memory, except for the toilet in the kitchen. You're telling me the story and it's not that great. I gotta be honest with you. It was, it was. Yeah. All right. You gotta adapt. I mean, try going to the bathroom on Mount Fuji. Mm. The toilet is hanging off a cliff. Really? Um, oh yeah. No thanks. All right. Crazy. I got a better one for you. Try going to bathroom on a glacier in Iceland. Did you Mm -hmm. what did you make a hole? What? Didn't you make a hole? (laughs) Didn't you make a hole? It froze before it hit the ground. Oh wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I went outside Mm -mm. because they had this big trough and we were sleeping in this in this we were all 30 of us, the whole crew Mm -hmm. were sleeping in this whole thing and they had a trough. 
where whatever you need to get out of you goes in that oh, trough. Oh, yeah, they have that in China, too. Yeah, well, we're not going there either. So <laughs> I went outside. I went outside, and I went as quickly as I could, and my ass is still not talking to me from being exposed to that. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. My wife will go to Russia. She'll go to the bathroom that's in the kitchen with people seeing her shoes, and if I'm hanging out the window having a cigarette in my T-shirt, I'm an animal. Yeah, <laughs> correct. We, we, we were subletting this place when we first met, and I was smoking it. And I, was, and I met Alex, and she's like, you know, you should take care of yourself. So I bought natural tobacco and started rolling my own. Because, yeah, that's healthy. <laughs> so that's what I did. I rolled my own cigarette, and I'm hanging out of the window at Central Park. In his underwear. Well, did you forget that part? I had no, a your shorts, too. Yeah, well. Underwear. It was, it was the morning. <laughs> so I had a coffee and a... And a and Guess a, who else was in our building? Who? Tony Bennett. He wasn't in our pub, but he was just in the building. Yeah, but no class. No class. Tony wasn't watching. No, you. No class. I was upstairs. I wasn't doing it in oh front of Tony. Goodness. I needed a cigarette. <laughs> so I was uh, coffee and a cigarette in the morning. I was starting my day. Uh, and I heard, uh, uh, I left my heart. I go, oh, Tony must be warming up. So, okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> but my wife looked at me and went, we have to stop this now. We have to. No. Yeah. This, this will not stand. No. You know, some people have a gene where they don't care. Adam has that gene. Yeah. It's not that I don't care. I have the gene where I was addicted to nicotine and I needed a cigarette. That's what. That's the gene. <laughs> Adam, you know what? Can you do me a favor and go back to smoking? Because I'd rather you do that when you come to visit me because you yell when you come over. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you had my neighbors. Remember Jules? Oh, the lady that lived across the, the pool from the courtyard from you. We were, we were balcony friends. She'd come out on the balcony up on the fourth floor and mm-hmm. we'd talk in the balcony. And I told you all about her, which I should never do, by the way, because he comes over, Mark and Alex and I, and I, we're out by the pool and we're just, and I'm showing him the pool and we're sitting out there and he looks up, he goes, is that the balcony? I go, yeah. And he starts going, Jules! I'm like, fuck, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> she was sitting on the balcony. I was waving. <laughs> I knew it. She didn't know who you were. She didn't know what you were doing. She thought you were like you're a freak or something, man. It was embarrassing. I'm like, what are you doing? What embarrassing? I was trying. You're not going to talk to her. You just. You're, you're... <laughs> I was already talking to her. We were getting to know each other. We were balcony friends. Balcony friends. I'm trying to move this down to the lobby, Phil. I'm trying to get you guys <laughs> to connect because you'll just go out to the balcony all the time. Hi, how are you? I'm going to go back inside and come back out again <laughs> like I'm a Swiss <laughs> clock. <laughs> Bringing people together. Yeah. Because I asked. You forget. I asked. I go, what, what have you done? Well, we're balcony friends. What does that mean? You know. Uh, no, I don't. What does it mean? <laughs> well, you Listen, know. I, I, I think you ask her out for coffee. COVID. No, not yet. We're, we're still balcony friends. I'm like, let's pick this yeah. up. You ain't got much time left. Well, I, I think that's what the problem is, Adam. What? Some people need a push, not a shove. Okay. Phil, how long have you been balcony friends with her? About a year. Okay. So, <laughs> you're right. Okay. I'm an asshole. He needs a shove. <laughs> he does need a shove. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Okay. Forgive me for trying to help. Uh, can I tell a story, which I actually thought was pretty fantastic? I won't na- mention any names, but I have a friend who slept over. Mm. She wet the bed. Okay. I would be mortified. Right. If I did that over someone's house. She got up. She said, I, we both looked and we saw that she wet the bed and mm-hmm. she goes, oh, I wet the bed. She just got the sheets up like nothing happened. Like, oh, OK, I got this <laughs> sheets, took them to the washer dryer mm-hmm. like nothing happened. Okay. And I thought, 
gosh, I want to be like that. Like, look no, okay. it happens. You know what? It happens. And what you do, you just clean it up. And you know what I mean? I thought, wow, that she's she's a boss. You know what? I don't want you to be like that. So I'm glad you're not. <laughs> I, I don't want to go up, oh, wet the bed. Get up, Adam. I'm not. No. <laughs> no, but I just thought that was so confident. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it happens. I'm only human. I'm. Okay. That happened, yeah. and she's moving on. That's good. Phil, you, know? you wet the bed? I did when I was a kid. Do I wet the Are you asking me if I wet the bed now? I just, <laughs> what kind of question is Do I wet the bed now? What are you, a moron? I didn't say now. I just brought it up. But that's the way you asked. Do, do you wet the bed? <laughs> no. I did when I was a kid, though. I was a bed wetter. Really? Yeah. It, it's embarrassing when you wake up and you realize you wet the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. All of this conversation mm-hmm. is not making me feel comfortable at all about any future <laughs> possibility of with a girl. Okay. Not that I have trouble wetting the bed or anything, but I'm yeah. like, these are the things that come up. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to like me so much more from afar. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, well, what you should take from it is like, if you do wet the bed, if you do leave the toilet seat up, if you do leave hair and wherever, just say, oh, okay, I'll get that. Just, just pretend like it's normal. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Mark threw up and he hasn't let it go yet. So. <laughs> no. Well, the, you know, the phrase is some, somebody, there's a book written called Everybody Poops or something like that. There you it's go. Like, don't make a deal. And, and you know what? Everybody has that attitude until they come into the bathroom after me and then they say the same thing every time. What the hell is the matter with you? What yeah. are you eating? This is disgusting. So I just can't have that look, you know? Well, I think uh, that was the original title of the REM song. <laughs> but then they changed to everybody hurts. <laughs> everybody I, I think yeah. what Mark needs is a fan, a loud fan. Yeah. In the toilet. And a window in his house. And, and, and self-confidence wouldn't. He needs hurt. to move. <laughs> <laughs> self-confidence, yeah. Can somebody get me some of that? That'd yeah. be nice. All right. Colin Chamberlain moved in with his girlfriend and he has some very interesting stories. How's that? There you go. Let's let's <laughs> let's listen to Colin Adam. You guys listen to this and we'll see you on the other side moving in with your partner and what this means for you in your relationship. You have to take steps to communicate, to foster trust, to have a fair distribution of chores, to keep the closeness alive. Hopefully there's two bathrooms. Yeah, And if there's yeah. not, Fatima, take the bathroom. Co-signer, go shit in the yard. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I got some stand updates for you. March 11th and 12th, I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. April 22nd and 23rd, I will be at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. We have t-shirts? Yes, we do. And I have my YouTube special. It's called It's Scary in Here, and there's a link to tickets, shirts, and the special right in the show notes. All right? All right. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting. It's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a very funny stand-up. He has also shared a stage with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, he's been the opening act for SNL's Keenan Thompson and me. His podcast is called Hell Gigs, and it's a lot of fun. His new album is called Hello, It's Me. It's very funny and available wherever you get your comedy albums. I am very grateful he has made some time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome my pal, Colin Chamberlain. How are you, baby? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be with you, as it always is. Uh, I always value our time together. Uh-huh. Um, because you just never know when it's going to be the last, I think. True. You know? So we it's really... Situations it where like, mm, this could be it. Yes, right. Yeah. There's nothing like being with you to make me appreciate how fickle life is you Thank know you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah yeah because we do find ourselves in some situations where i know i've been in situations with you where i go i hope i get out of this uh <laughs> you know so yeah, a lot of them are just are just are driving situations because i just you drive a little too slow for me i'm like get out get out give me the keys i'll take care of it right right i do drive slow i also i, I have a weird thing of i drive slow and i drive angry you know, uh, at which you have seen. It's nice, though, to have you there because I do feel like if you weren't there sometimes, I would be I would be nervous that I just want to witness. You know what I mean? Because that's my fear that they find me and they go, well, his chest exploded, you know, and there's no one there to tell the story. And if you're there, they you get well. Obviously, someone merged wrong, and right. uh, he, yeah, he couldn't. I, if you're dead. That. I'm gonna make something up. I'm like, look, I told him not to eat it. Right. Yes, that's nice. I appreciate that. That's a good point. I hope I don't die with you because I know the story you'll tell will be way worse than what actually <laughs> happened. It'll really ruin any reputation that I have, you know. So that's true. Well, speaking of stories, I have to hear this story about Steve Martin. And uh, and Martin Short. Yes. Yeah, so I have a tendency to ramble with this story because I remember it as it comes up. And, and I remember how many parts there were. So basically, when I was living in Pittsburgh, I was I was very new into comedy, maybe two, three years in. And uh, my dad gets an email from a friend of his who works in casting. And they're 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 casting this show at the, this big theater in Pittsburgh. And they're looking for husky built men, which, as you know, I've. <laughs> 
I've discussed before. You're husky. And, uh, you, you, yes. You're a variant of jeans that was sold at Sears when we were children. Yes, yes. I, I was... You know, at the time, quite husky. Some would even say large uh, at the time that they were looking for this. So I submit a picture. They go, yes, you're green. I don't really know what it is. Turns out it's to have this role in Steve Martin and Martin Short's live show. So it's two nights. My dad was actually supposed to do it one of the nights, but he got kicked out of the, of the casting because they go, Marty doesn't want to rehearse with another person. So we need you to come back a second night. They were very nice though. They comped my dad tickets and they got to see the show and stuff. And it was pretty uh-huh. cool. But uh, so, yeah, I, I had this peak really of my career came very early on where I dressed up like a, like a Scottish man and a kilt and a big puffy shirt and a, and a hat and I walk out on stage and Martin Short walks out to meet me. And he's also dressed like a Scotsman. And he jumps into my arms, sticks his finger in my mouth and pretends to be a bagpipe. It was called the human bagpipe. That's what the routine was called. <laughs> and I put him down. We bow. I walk off stage. That's my piece. I watch the rest of the show from backstage. Uh, and it was truly one of the most surreal experiences. I got to meet them. They were so nice and exactly what you expected. Like I remember getting there for rehearsal and they go, just wait right here. We're going to rehearse until your part. And I had a winter coat on and a duffel bag. And I was so nervous to get in anyone's way that I literally said, when they said, wait right here, I did not move from that spot for about two hours (laughs) and rehearsed our part, met them. And uh, when I got back into my car to go home, I had sweated through all of my clothes. I was so hot. that I never took my jacket off. When I took my jacket off in my car, my my shirt was full of sweat. I was so, I was roasting. Uh, and then at the end of it, I got this great picture with them and, it, and, and I got to meet them. And you feel like, and you know this, like as a comic, you go like, I have to convey in the smallest amount of time possible what this means to me and how big of a deal. So I'm talking to Martin Short very briefly and I'm like, I begin to, you know stammer i'm like uh, a comedy i do it and i this you know <laughs> means i tell jokes and he like grabs me sort of by the arms and he goes colin my boy you killed tonight and you had no lines how great is that <laughs> and he gives me a hug and we have this laugh and then he goes and just does his life and there i am just getting undressed out of my kilt and watching (laughs) these two legends you know talk about like their next show and talk about what jokes didn't land Mm -hmm. it was so crazy to watch them rehearse and to watch them interact like and they're exactly what you expect steve martin quiet he's he's sort of you know, keeps to himself. Martin Short is running around the the hallways of the dressing rooms, pretending he's drunk. He's like, "Where's my, where's my cod piece? Where's my cod piece? I need a cod." Yeah, like he, he's, you know, it, it's it's fantastic. But yeah, uh, very early on, I peaked, and I haven't had that moment ever since. So we've been just chasing that, you know, just chasing working with two comedy, two of the three amigos. No big deal. Uh, I'm not sure we'll ever get there again, but it was surreal. That's great. And you know what you know what I'm happy for? The husky paid off. I know. Yes. Right. I know that I know your struggle with weight and food. I, I know it very <laughs> right. well. I even know about your childhood. Uh, one of my favorite bits that is from your album called uh, Hello It's Me uh, and I'm going to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when I was in seventh grade, my parents put me into Weight Watchers, which if you've ever been to a Weight Watchers meeting before, you know there's not a lot of seventh graders hanging out there, all right? It was just me and a bunch of my mom's friends. That was it. Every Wednesday, every single Wednesday, just me and Diane and the girls. Uh, and we had different goals, you know? They were like, yeah, we're trying to get ready for a wedding. I was like, I'm just trying to swim without a shirt. So I don't know. I don't know your story, Diane. I did not lose a single pound of Weight Watchers, but by the time I was done, I did hate men a lot more. So, it, yeah. I was like, let's go, girls. We are beautiful as is. We, we are brave. We are brave. That's funny. Have you seen Diane since? I haven't seen Diane since. Uh-huh. Haven't been to a, a meeting in a long time. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I'll tell you, it's not like AA where you're a member forever. Once you stop paying your dues, they don't want you to come back. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a sisterhood as much as they'd like you to believe. They, they do not invite you back if you're not up to date on your membership and you're not buying enough 100 calorie packs of cookies. They, they don't like that. Uh, but, but yeah, that was true. I was in seventh and eighth grade. I was in Weight Watchers. I felt like I had to go into witness protection. Like I was so nervous that somebody was going to see me or something, um, but it was very true. I was in there with, you know, it's not my fault. All women. Like I, I'm not, I didn't ask for this, but it was just all middle-aged women in me. And we're just swapping stories of like what we ate this week, what we didn't eat this week, you know, like how many points are in a watermelon, how many points are in a roast beef and cheddar, you know, like it's just, it's, it's insane. And that was my life for about a year or a year and a half, just going in every week to these meetings, you know, and uh, weighing in, they weigh you in, in front of, like it's a title fight. <laughs> yes. Like they're like, they're like, did you take your shoes off last week? Cause if you took your shoes off last week, you should take your shoes off. I'm like, I think, I don't think the shoes are going to matter. You know, I, I have a feeling it won't matter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that was, it was just nuts. Like, you know, I think for a while people didn't realize I was in it. They just thought I was like, there like like oh they couldn't get a babysitter you know he does seem <laughs> too old to not to, you know to need a babysitter but maybe there's something we don't know and then they started to realize like yo he's talking a lot more than he should be for somebody who's not in the program uh but yeah i was in i was in the program for uh for for about a year and a half i did my time and weight watchers so yeah but you look you look good now i mean we yes eat, i mean pretty sensibly i mean i eat nuts you make fun of me because of the way i eat Right. Yes. Well, you know, I, I've I've read labels for you. You know, so I know I know how you eat. But yeah, I think uh, I think as you know, like we're all psychotic. Every comedian is psychotic, and we're all obsessive. So like food, I definitely obsess about food. I definitely obsess about like body image and stuff. But nothing will make you realize I need to get my life together more than being in Weight Watchers because you want to do everything you can to get out of Weight Watchers. Like I think Weight Watchers thinks it's a thing you're going to do for your life. False. It's a thing you do for a summer and then you go, this is so horrible that I need to start eating a salad so I never have to come back here. Like I, <laughs> if I don't start getting some leafy greens, greens into my diet, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life with these women. Uh, so <laughs> I, I had to get out. Yeah. It's a sign to get you out. I get it. Well, that, yes. the thing I love about your act is when you go back 
to your childhood. I mean, that the yeah. stories, they're insane. And then you as a character, well, you just make me laugh anyway, but the story about your grandfather is really funny. I'm going to play this one. He was a veteran. He was a sheet metal worker. He was a veteran, which I don't know if I said that more than once, but he definitely did. Uh, <laughs> he brought that up a lot. <laughs> he was like, I don't have to put up with your BS. I went to Korea. I was like, I'm just letting you know we're out of eggs, Lieutenant Dan. So... <laughs> And you you shared a room with your grandfather, a bedroom with your grandfather. Yes, that is true. My my mom's parents lived with us for it kind of started when I was in about eighth grade and then off and on and then pretty much full time when I was in high school. We shared my grandfather and I literally shared a room together uh, until I went away to college and then I lived at college. But um, we shared a room together. He was intense, just as intense as I described. Uh, and it was fascinating because like, no, I don't think a lot of people did that. You know, like they, we had three different generations in a house, you know, and, and imagine like explaining things to him that you didn't think you'd have to explain to somebody like, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV and he like hits like the, um, an Espanol button on it. And I am having to like walk him through why everyone's speaking in Spanish, you know, and, and fix the remote for him and stuff. But because of that, I spent so much time with him that mm -hmm. I think I developed habits of an 80 year old man. Like <laughs> I like I, I, I have Brill cream in my cabinet right now. Right. And I just thought that's what people used in their hair. I didn't realize that that was that's they don't make that, mm -hmm. you know, like I think well, I have the only Brill cream that's left. Is that why you smell like bay rum? Yes, that is why. Yes, that's why I use a lot of, you know, old aftershave and I'm, I'm constantly smelling of like, you know, black licorice, like cough drops. Uh, I've always have cough drops in my pocket. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, we shared the same room for at least four years, if not longer. And then when I went away to college, they they got rid of my bed. Like that was like it was he was just he took over my room and it was now his room. So there's and, no longer uh, there's no longer 39th parallel in the room. It's not divided. No, he just, he no, it's not in. divided. It's what not was, it's not divided. Was there bunk beds in the room? How big was the room? I mean, this is going to sound so ridiculous when I tell you this. People won't believe it. I, why would I make it up? And God bless my family for doing I I'm not making any judgments on anybody, but like we you know, we had a small house. We had they had to live with us. I had a bed. I had a mattress that was for a while on the floor next to his bed. So later on in that bit, when I say he had to climb over my bed to get out of the room, that was true. And several times he would fall on me and, <laughs> and wake me up. So like he would like trip over my bed because I gave, we had an extra mattress and instead of getting like, you know, a new frame for a while, I just put it, I just was like, forget it. I'm putting it on the floor. I had my sheets and we we shared drawers, you know, like, I mean, I'm not kidding. I remember running late for school and maybe this is gross, but I don't care. I remember running late for school and getting dressed and taking the socks off of his feet 
and putting them on to go to school because I was running so late because I was like ready to miss the bus. I'm getting dressed and I couldn't find my socks. So I would take the socks off of his feet. He would yell at me. I would put them on and I would run to catch the bus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're taking, you have an 80 year old Korean war veteran and you're taking the socks off his feet while he's, while he's probably asleep. So he's having a flashback. Is he yelling at you? No, he would wake up. I mean, he, he would feel me take the socks off his feet, so he definitely would wake up, and he was upset, obviously, as you would be when you're awakened from your slumber by someone stealing your socks. But he would wake up and he'd get mad, and I would just run out the door and catch my bus, and that was a problem for 2 o'clock Colin. You know what I mean? 7.30 a.m. Colin needed socks, and I had to catch the bus. 2.11 p.m. Colin, who's getting off the bus having to come home, that's going to be his problem. So that was just that's a later day. you up your day, I guess. Right. That's the way you break up your day. You know, you come home and you have a fight about socks. Uh, but What's, What was it like sleeping with him? Was he a, did he snore? Was he a sound sleeper? No, yeah. He's, he certainly snored and he coughed. And he also, like... <laughs> For a while, it's really all come back to me now. Um, for a, yeah, for a while, you know, when I was in school, I would go to bed earlier than him because I was getting up earlier, and he would watch movies in the living room at a volume that was so ungodly loud mm-hmm. that I thought that my room was being raided you know it was there was just gunfire in my living room every night for a while you know because he would watch on perimeter yes right yes he would he would watch these movies all these old war movies and it was so loud and because he couldn't hear um the talking he could not hear the talk so he would turn up the volume and then a sherman tank would go off and it sounded like they were in our driveway i i mean it was it, so for a long time, I just would fall asleep to the storming of Normandy. I would doze off to like German commands, uh, you know. Yeah. So didn't he was a loud take, sleeper. Didn't you take him shopping? Yes, I did take him shopping. Yes, it was a, quite a disaster. Actually, he took me shopping because I was a kid um, mm-hmm. and he needed help picking out a, Christ, uh, a birthday gift for my sister. And mm-hmm. he did not want to spend the money on the gift that was listed on the packaging. And he cut it out of the case and tried to steal it from the we were at a Kmart and we ended up getting caught. And it was wait, 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 what, what did he cut out of the case? It was like a. a a pink like Barbie phone, you know, where you would open it up and be like, yeah, you'd press a button and be like, hello, this is Barbie, you know, and (laughs) press another button. It's like Barbie salon, you know? So he stole it and uh, he like put it in his, and I'm like the whole time I'm like waiting for this thing to go off. Right. Like he's going to bump a button and he's going to have to explain this, but we're also talking about somebody like I don't, it was the perfect crime until he got caught because we're talking about somebody that when I was a kid and he would babysit, you know, my mom, we got him a cell phone and we're like, make sure you have the cell phone so we can get a hold of you. And he would go out to like the grocery store and, you know, leave me and my sisters for like a half hour was at the grocery store. And we would see that his cell phone was still 
on the kitchen table, but what mm. was gone was the TV remote. And so he would, <laughs> so like, it wouldn't be crazy to think that like, oh, he thought that's, you know, if he had to give an alibi, it's like, I thought this was my phone. It's my granddaughter's. I picked it up. I don't know the difference, you know, between cell phones and remotes. So, but we, yeah, he had this in his pocket. And then as we're leaving, like they, like two security guards stop us and they're like, you know, we, you're on camera. It's very clear. We saw you. And uh, he's like trying to tell him, I don't have it. I don't have it. And then eventually, <laughs> like, eventually he, he gives it to them. He gives them the, this this toy and thinks like, that's it. He's like, well, I've given it back. I'll just leave. And they're like, no, like, you have to come with us. Like, you're, uh, you're, you're we're going to write you up for this. And, and I just waited. I just waited for him to come back out and drive us home. And he, he was like, you know, don't say anything to anybody about this. You know, I talk about it on stage and the true story is I make a joke that I was like, you know, when he passed away, that's when I told everybody, I, I like had this moment of relief. The true story is about two weeks later, I was sitting on the edge of my bed. I was like 11 years old mm-hmm. and my mom comes up and she's like, what's wrong? You've been really quiet. And I'm like, nothing, nothing. And then I just, break out into tears and i'm like Pappy stole a phone he stole this thing and he's gonna go to jail and then they're not supposed to tell anybody and my mother was so mad at both of us um <laughs> obviously and yeah like they sent a court summons and he had to pay a fine but like i like couldn't take the pressure anymore i cracked like i'm just sitting on the edge of my bed like counting the days until like i i like they i thought they were just gonna come and get us you know like it was gonna be like a sting operation like i'll just get put in like zip ties on the playground and never see my family again you know how old so like 11 years old you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, people don't realize. I think when they meet me, they're like, "Oh, you know, there's obviously something, oh, something's not totally right." But he seems pretty well adjusted. <laughs> I think. Not. Yeah. So I think when people start to hear, because like oh. on paper, my family looks very normal, and and that, that's like a supportive family. They're always very supportive of my career and stuff, and they all seem very nice when you meet them. But then you start to hear things like. Oh, okay. So there's some real madness going on here under right. the surface. Like there is some real dysfunction that uh, we don't know about, you know? And yeah, so that was very real. Uh, the living with him and then thinking I was going to go to jail for a couple weeks until I, I like burst out into tears. Your childhood and the things that you get into is mm-hmm. this, this, I, I got to play this bit because I want to hear the rest of the story. I was going to go into the Navy because I got tricked into signing up for the Navy. Um, <laughs> they're pretty good, those recruiters. They know what to say. They're like, hey, do you like vacations? I was like, I love vacation. That's <laughs> my favorite time of the year, actually. They're like, well, do you also like boats? I was like, did I just win a Disney cruise? Is that what this is? <laughs> I can't wait to tell my mom. They were like, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> Get in the car. Get in the car. <laughs> the paperwork that they left me was for the U.S. Navy SEALs. That's true. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but I don't think it's going to work out exactly how the Navy had hoped, you know? The minute my Skechers corrective shoes hit sand, someone on my team's like, Husky one is down, Husky one is down. Was he shot? Nah, instant sunburn. He just 
burst into flames. How did the Navy trick you into signing up? That's a good question because knowing me, you'd be like, well, I don't how bad is it? Like how desperate <laughs> has it gotten? So obviously they had like the, uh, the they would come in to the, our high school and set up their table and stuff. And I don't know. I, I was very gullible. I got talked into a lot of things and I was talking to this guy, this recruiter, and he was just like, he starts selling me on all this stuff. He's like, you know, what do you, do you go on to college? I was like, I don't know. He's like, you know, do you want to go to a free college one day? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you want to be, you know, in your like twenties and be able to afford like a new Xbox? And like, he's literally like using like video games. He's like, do you want to like, I have an Xbox. I have like two Xboxes and like, I have a new TV. I was able to get that. I went to school for free and I get like a monthly, I get money every month. I'm like, this sounds awesome. He's like, he's like, do you want to have like a super fun life? I was like, I would love that. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, give me information. Like, let's set up an appointment for you to come down to the recruiting office. And I did, I like gave him my information. And I remember like telling my mom and her flipping out. She was like, <laughs> like, you're so stupid. Like, like you have to call this person and tell them, Right. You are not going down to their office. Cause she, I think she knew like if I made it to the office, I was getting on a boat. Like if I, if they, if they got me to the office, I was going to end up in Kuwait, you know? Like, and, and this is, this is a part I didn't say. Eventually he came to my house. The same recruiter came to my house and like knocked on my door one day while I was home alone when I was in high school and was like, Hey, I was just following up. Like we're, we're campaigning around the, the neighborhood about, you know, recruiting with high school age students. And I remember being like, having to like, tell him like, I'm not allowed to do this. Like, I, I can't do my this. Please. Sir. Yeah. Like, please <laughs> take me off of the list. And he was like, all right. Okay, fine. And then he was like, can I come in and use your bathroom? And I was like, yeah, come on in. And like, he came in and used my bathroom and then left. And he was like, all right, good talking to you. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry to bother. I was like, yeah, no problem. And I just was like, can I be any more dumb? Like, not only did I like answer the door, but like I let him in my house. Like, I'm lucky that I'm here. I'm lucky that I'm not on a gunship right now. Like, I was so stupid and like just like doe-eyed and just was like yeah whatever you want whatever you want do you want to rob us while you're here too like oh i was so dumb so gullible my grandpa's got a barbie phone you want to call somebody right yeah yeah and it's funny because you know like obviously both my grandfathers were in the military and i would have like accidentally fallen in their footsteps b right. because i just thought like it would be cool to have like a new TV one day. Like that's what he was selling me on. He's like, do you want to have a nice car? I was like, yes. Do you want to have cool gadgets? Do you want to be able to like stay up? Like I was like trying to convince a kid to like yeah. eat their vegetables. You know, it's like, do you want to be able to stay up till nine? Yeah. I want to be able to stay up till nine. Like, do you want to be really strong one day? Yeah. I want to be really strong. Till nine. All right. right. You're a gunner's mate on the deck of this destroyer. Yeah. Right. You have no, no cure for you step as long as you want. Yeah. Like there were new shells to this guy. He's going to put him in the cannon. Right. Like, I was, I, I was, I was so close to just like going down to that office and being like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever you guys want to do with me. Like it was like summer camp, you know, like 
I just figured I would do it and then come back and that would be f- a fun story. And I remember this, the other thing too, I remember reading the requirements for the physical and being like, I don't think this is going to work out. Like I just don't <laughs> see this happening, but they seem, they seem interested. It was like a cute girl where you're like, they're interested. So I, might, I should go on a date. Right. You know, like, I don't want to be rude. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want them to feel bad. You know, I don't want to you know, reject them. I don't want the Navy to feel rejected by me. Um, yeah. Oh, so I love that. I, I love the fact now you know I was such an idiot and I was yeah. being taken advantage of, not right. only by it's the just... Navy, but by your own mother. Right. Yes. My mother had to really step in and be like, you're a fool, Colin. Yeah. You're a fool. Because she knew. She knew well, how foolish I was. She she did. She pulled similar tactics, you know. So. I know. Well, that, that's what this bit's about. My parents did the best they could, but you don't realize until you get older all the lies your parents tell you and that you just believe. When I was 10 years old, I was going to the beach with my dad. My mom pulls me aside and she goes, hey, have fun at the beach, but just remember one in three Americans are killed every year by sharks. (laughs) Which is not true, but I believed it. I was like, thank you, mom, for your honesty. I appreciate that. That's a good tip. And I went to the beach. I had no fun. My cousin in the water, like, come on in. The water's great. I was like, no, there's three of you. One of you's not coming home. Uh. <laughs> Finally, my dad comes over. He's like, what's your problem? I was like, my problem is I hate the beach. Dennis is going to die. And I will never come back to Lake Erie again. I hate this place. That's funny. Also true. Yeah. And I know your mom. <laughs> Your mom gives you a little bit of a twitch because I I experienced it. I think it was in the Philadelphia train station. Yes, in the train station when she called me and she was like, you know, where where are you? I'm like, I'm in Philly and I'm about to get on a train. And she's like, just like keep an eye out for terrorists. And I was like, terrorists? You know, terrorists? Like, like what are you talking about? And she's like, well, what kind of security do they have? I was like. None. They have no security. I don't know. Like I'm with Adam. That's the security. Yeah, right. That's the security. We're watching each other's backs. You know. So, yeah. I mean, but that was true. Like she was so, and it's because she was wanted to be protective, but she was so nervous about things. I remember I, I was very young when 9/11 happened, and after 9/11, where the way my mom described it, I thought they were like looking for me. Like, I really thought, like, I was the next target, you know, like, like somewhere in a cave in Afghanistan, there was like a list and it was like Twin Towers, check, Pentagon, check, Colin, empty box. <laughs> like, like they just didn't get a chance to get to me yet, you know, and, and, and she would say things like that. We'd go to the beach, like, gotta be careful about sharks and the undertow. What I thought the undertow was literally like a person that lived on beaches and drowned people. I thought it was like a, like a, a serial killer's name, like watch out for the undertow. I didn't, you know, I, I just thought that happened in what, like, like it, it seems so, likely that i was gonna die when i went to the beach like every time i went on vacation it seemed like my chances of survival were so small after talking to my mom there was so it's it's a it's shocking that i'm here based on her statistics and how likely i was to to die on every vacation you know but it explains how how twitchy you can be sometimes my friend i mean look i get it from i get a lot of the yelling from my mom. colin to this day 
Whenever the phone rings, I get a fear running through my body. You call my house after 8 o'clock at night. Who's dead? That's just the way she answered the phone. It's never good news. And I, yeah. and, I and I took that on. Yeah, you, you, you've internalized this thing of like something's always wrong. Yeah. Somebody's ill. Somebody, yeah. you know, whatever ailment you have, it could be worse. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's probably worse than it is. Like... Uh, you 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 have the sniffles, you know. That's the sign. That's early, probably early onset something. You yeah. Know, like she was like WebMD before it was WebMD. You know, where like ask her. Yeah, right. Like tell her you have a cold, and she'll tell you six reasons why you won't see tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, like it's that's what she was like. I know. It's like you. My house is like you wake up. It's a new day. It's the beginning of the end. Okay. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And you know she's a nurse, so like I just took it as truth of like, like being you know like uh, my head hurts. She was like, well, maybe your blood sugar's low. Maybe this this. Maybe I don't know. She was like, may, have you? How do you feel? Maybe we should go to the hospital. Like get your blood pressure taken and but i will say this it all was very dependent on what was going on too in her life i think this sums up my relationship and and how her she views things always very like like you heard from the bit always like the worst is going to happen be careful you're going to get kidnapped you're going to get eaten by a shark unless something else was happening in her life so i used to work at a hockey rink and one of my jobs was to sharpen ice skates and the way it's like a stone grinder you run it across the grinder and i'm sharpening ice skates one night and i just look away for a second and i i hit my finger off of the grinder and i take off like a chunk of my finger mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, this, this is not good. And my fingers starts to bleed. I tell my boss, he's like, well, go home, obviously. So I wrap my finger up. I, I go home. I call my mom. You know, I was probably in, in college or late high, maybe a senior in high school or like freshman in college. I call her and I'm like, I think I need to go get stitches. Like my, I, I cut my finger pretty bad. I took the tip of it off at work and she's like, well, there's a, there's a Steeler game on. It was Monday Night Football. He's like, I was like, okay, you know, she's a diehard Steeler fan, and I'm like, all right, I don't know. So I go to her house, and she's like, I'll stitch it. Like, I'll just put butterfly stitches on it for now, and it'll be fine. You know, and I just, you know, like, okay. I was like, are you sure? Because it seems to be bleeding a lot. She's like, I just like, I just don't know why you would do this during a Steeler game. Like, you know, I'm watching the Steeler game. Like, I did it on purpose. Like, I put my hand in there. Because I knew she was watching the Steeler game. So, yeah, like in her house, she gave me butterfly stitches. And she was like, this will hold until until tomorrow. It's overtime. Right, yeah. Yeah, like let's let's hope it doesn't go long. You know, let's hope it's decisive. Yeah, Um, because I may bleed out. That sums her up. All right, let me ask you this. Your girlfriend, now you live together now. Is she like your mother or totally different from your mother? No, she's totally different. Totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, like oftentimes I talked to her and she was like, it seems like you're spiraling. Do you think you're spiraling? I'm like, (laughs) why would you say that? You know, like she's like, I don't know. I'm just letting, she's like, I'm just giving you some feedback from somebody that lives with you and hears you and sees you a lot that you do seem like you're spiraling out of control. Maybe you want to rein it in a little bit, you know, so I get that a lot, you know, which is good. You need that. You yeah. need that when you've lived so unbridled for so long, you know. 
You do need. Yeah, it. my wife does that for me. My wife is my. Uh, she's my anchor, and and I know when she's spinning too. I mean, you met Alex, so you know. You know, we 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 do rely on each other, which is good because we're both nuts. But the reason right, I asked right. you about your girlfriend is because you got a bit I want to play, and then I want to ask you a question. With a, a girl before before I moved in with my girlfriend, and you learn a lot about somebody that you didn't know once you start living with them. Once you're with them every day. I saw this recently. My girlfriend opened a bag of chips from the side. <laughs> Which you see that and you're like, all right, am I going to spend the rest of my life with you? Is that, is that what's going on here? Is that your normal way to open snacks, Wolverine? Is that what's happening? If you can't picture it, she took a bag of chips, turned it long ways, and then ripped it open. I was like, hey, we don't have enough clips to put that bag back together. <laughs> I don't have a nail gun. I can't fix that, you know? <laughs> but I, I couldn't keep it down. I woke up three nights later screaming, from the top. It is from the top. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I was just having a nightmare about a musical. That's all. Um, <laughs> go back to sleep. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, and the question it, I want to ask you, because I have the same thing with my wife. She doesn't put, like, if there's a, a, a bottle of water, you drink the water, mm-hmm. put the cap back on. PA doesn't put the cap back on. I'm walking around, there's caps off water bottles all over the place. I'm like, everything's going to get wet. Everything's going to get wet. Sure. And sure, it drives me insane when she does. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the number of times, like, how it started was <clears throat> I went to reach, like, for a bag of chips and, like, pulled it down, and it was just, like, wide open. And... I, I thought to myself, I was like, what could have happened here? You know, the, the these are <laughs> just split up the side. We have and rats. I, right. She was like, I did that. And I was like, yes, you did this? You did, you purposely did this? You know, and she's like, that's how it tore. That's how it tore. It just tore like that. I can't. I'm like, I, don't, I just don't think you realize what what a hassle this now is. You know, every time I reach for this, I'm going to spill them. They're all spilling out. There's a huge hole inside of, you know, but uh, yeah, so it's things like that. And you know this where like, it's it's a small thing in the Uh grand scheme of things, you know, she's, but it, it, you see it and you go, okay, will I be able to get over this? Will I, can I? Like, can I talk myself off the ledge? You know, remember the good times, Colin, remember the good times. Because this bag of soon-to-be stale chips is not worth it. So it's the way you obsess about stuff, and now you blow it all up. Right, they completely obsess. Yeah. Oh God, it makes me laugh. Oh, you're a very, very funny man. The album is called Hello, It's Me. It's wherever you get your albums. The podcast Hell Gigs is a lot of fun. I've been on it, and it's wherever you get your podcast. Yeah? That's true. Yeah, it's wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to your stuff. It's all out there. All right. We got we got a couple of gigs coming up, my friend, so we're going to get to laugh again soon. All right? I can't wait. Thanks, man. The Adam Ferrar Podcast is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. They have edibles, pain creams, tinctures, bath products, pet products, and it's all grown from hemp right here in the USA. It's 100% natural, it's 100% vegan, and it's 100% kosher. Shalom. Why should you be in pain? Go to CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com. Use the coupon code ADAM and save not 10, but 20%. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM at anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. 
Oh, you're welcome. Go, feel better. Hi, this is Colin Chamberlain, and that was 30 Minutes I'll Never Get Back. Oh, he just makes me laugh. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know we're going to get into it. The stories are so funny. The grandfather and the <laughs> Navy. Oh, my God. Just, I love his storytelling. Brilliant. Yeah, I love I love storytelling comics. It was great. It was, it was a fun. It was a fun interview. Mm-hmm. He obsesses over everything. I know <laughs> every little thing. Oh my gosh, when he was talking about hijacking his grandfather's socks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm late for school. I got this is gross, and he's he's waking up a war veteran <laughs> by taking his socks. <laughs> Yeah. It's just shameful. Yeah, he's not going to snap at all. <laughs> you know what I like? I like when he goes, well, that's that's 8 o'clock, Colin. He'll make this choice. Yeah, yeah. Now- 3 o'clock, Colin <laughs> will have to deal with it. I love that. <laughs> that. That is a great way to break up your day. Yeah, yeah. just, you know, pass the, buck, pass the buck to 3 o'clock, Colin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's, he's sharing the room. He's sleeping on the floor. So the grandpa's sleeping. He gets up. He's, you know, he's, he's going to step on him. And this wasn't like, oh, let me just get through this weekend. He said four years all through high school. Yeah. By the way, not the time you're, you know, you're going through puberty. There's all these changes in your life. And you got to share your room with a war veteran grandfather <laughs> while you're sleeping on the floor. Like, I need a little privacy, oh here, man. God. You know, yeah. even like when he goes, I'll just go to bed early. Nah, you can't. There's a war movie on <laughs> blasting in the other room. The Sherman tanks are running through your dreams. <laughs> he leaves and goes to college and the second he leaves his parents like throw his crap out of there. All right, it's grandfather's room now. You sleep down in a basement or outside. We don't care. Yeah. That's granddad's room. <laughs> no wonder why he's so neurotic. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God. He took him shopping. He didn't want to pay for the phone. He cut the plastic out. <laughs> stole the Bobby phone. And and poor Colin's sitting there going, I'm an accomplice. I can't what am I gonna do? <laughs> And he couldn't live with the pressure. So good. And by the way, you can tell that he's not Italian because mm. he folded under pressure immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Pappy yeah. did it. Pappy stole something. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he said, you know, on paper, you know, it looks like I got everything together. <laughs> you know, when people meet me, it's like, you know, yeah. it seems like that. I mean, I'm sure there's something wrong with it, but he said, mm. people don't know the depth of how fucked up I yeah. am. <laughs> and, his, and I was with that was a true story when we were uh, we were at the Philly train station mm-hmm. and we were coming back uh, from doing a club back to New York and he was on the phone with his mom we're having lunch at the train station and he's looking at me go mom I, I, I don't terrorist mom really <laughs> terrorists I have to look out for yeah well moms can do that I mean I, I, I'm, a, I'm a grown ass man as they say I'm, right. and I cough a lot because I just cough a lot but I, I, I was really sick when I was a kid I had croup mm-hmm. almost died so every every time I'm having a conversation with my mother, if I swallow wrong and I cough immediately, silent. She's like, "Are you okay? Do I need to call the doctor? We need to go to the hospital. Like, what's going on there?" Like, immediately <laughs> goes to worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So I'm so programmed to go to worst case scenario with so many different things. It comes out of a loving place from my mom. It's not, but it's like, I mean, that's it, that definitely passes on. Yeah, you know? well, she's traumatized. First of all, croup. Were you were you born in the in the eighteen hundreds? <laughs> I was. I was. I was what the hell is croup? It's uh, it's it's like a coughing thing you get as a kid, and no one gets it really uh, bad. Hold, hold, hold! Don't say anything because Phil's going to think he has it. 
Don't. <laughs> I was already thinking I already do. Yeah. yeah. I am You're like, I oh, saw you away. perk up. He's like, wait a minute. There's a list of symptoms I may have. <laughs> the look of paranoia consuming my face. Yeah. I was like, no. hold on. Wait a <clears throat> and it's one of the only times I've been happy that I had a roommate. Mm-hmm. My brother goes into my parents' room in the middle of the night and says, Mark's keeping me awake. He's making too much noise. And they come in the room and I can't breathe. Rushed me to the hospital. Tracheotomy. Had to have an emergency tracheotomy when I was like four years old. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Cheated death then. So, yeah. So my mom wow. has always been like overly protective. Okay. Well, you know, you had a tracheotomy at four years old and your mother's like flipping out. So I can get it. I didn't have the croup. You know, I had scurvy because I came over on a British <laughs> ship. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sucked on lines, but not enough to keep the scurvy away. <laughs> so every time my mother watched a pirate movie, she would make sure I was okay. <laughs> That's a loving mother. Yeah. No, but my mother, my mother did the same thing, you know, worried about everything. She, and she would always say, I'm cold. Put on a jacket. So I had to put on a jacket <laughs> because she was cold. Well, then Colin's mom, when he said that he really cut his finger, like oh, the yeah. tip of it off, then mm-hmm. she's like, well, how bad is it? Yeah, the Steelers are on. <laughs> Yeah. That I understand. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. Yeah, when my dad watched football, you you could not talk to him in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I mean, there could be a fire. I'll catch up with you guys. Just you, you run now. I'll be there. I'm just right after this drive. Mm. Adam, you're the same way. What? I I could say, hey, could I have all this? You're like, yeah, yeah, take it, take it. I, I gotta watch this game. <laughs> yeah, that's how we got the that's how we got yep. the new dog. <laughs> hey, I'm <Yeah>. smart. <laughs> she, it's wife shit. That's what she does. She goes, we got the new dog. She's like, you, you know, I think I think Kona is lonely. I'm like, uh, yeah. It's the fourth quarter. It's the two minutes. <laughs> she waits. She waits. She waits till the f- fourth quarter, the four o'clock game. She knows. Fatima, take note. Yeah, uh, she waits. <laughs> two minutes left in the fourth quarter. The four o'clock game, she's gonna come in. I need to talk to you. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I've been waiting all day. <laughs> you want something that I'm gonna just say, go ahead, and then it's gonna show. And then when I came over the road, guess what? This is Lulu. <laughs> I talked to you about it. <laughs> you picked her up. Yeah, you picked yeah, that's the other thing. You picked her out. I go, what the hell? I'm on the road. She's sending me pictures of this one's cute. This one's cute. Not we're getting a new dog. Now I decided this this one's cute. Which one do you like? Oh, that that that's a really cute dog right there. Oh, okay. Good night. I love oh. you. That's it. That's it. She's building her whole case on that. Dogs without borders. Thank you. Yeah, dogs without borders. Great. So I have I have dogs that go to other <laughs> other continents to help sick people. Very smart. It's a way to work the clock. That's awesome, Alex. Hey, yeah, you got to do that. what you got to do, Mark. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? It's the same. Any football fan is like Colin's mother said. Now, when the Steelers are playing, <laughs> really Monday night. Yeah, hold, hold your hand up in the air. Let's hope it doesn't go to overtime. We're fine. Apply pressure. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I, the mother shares some some portion of the blame for this, but honestly, I think we're overlooking the boss's culpability in this. You know, what? he's like, eh, "Okay, just go home. My fingers falling off. I'm your employee. Shouldn't you <laughs> kind of responsible for this? Shouldn't you drive me to the hospital? Not just be like, yeah. hey, get out of here, kid. Is there a form I can fill out? <laughs> nah, it's gone. Don't bleed on the rug." Was he watching the game too? Yeah, that's what the boss said. Steelers are on. <laughs> Goodness. Poor Colin. Mm-hmm. It's like no one cares about him. <laughs> no, you know who cares about Colin? Who? The U.S. Navy. That's who cares about Colin. <laughs> yeah, that was a great story, hey, man. He made it sound good. He had the perfect excuse when the recruiter came to his door. Look, 
My mom says I can't enlist. <laughs> and the guy goes, okay, can I use your bathroom? Mm-hmm. And then Colin was just like, what am I doing? I'm letting him in. He's going to kill me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Colin. I, I tried to talk Phil out of a disaster on the sea, but he doesn't listen to me. What was that? The girl, remember the girl you took on the cruise with you? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah you were right. You were right. <laughs> Phil, oh my God. Phil meets this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And, and, and first of all, let, let me let me open this up by saying that I am not a morning person, and she was. <laughs> that right there, you know, you, you, you should not be on the ship with me. Yeah, but, but forget <laughs> the fact that they're locked in one room for seven days. And they just and met. thinks that's a good idea. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was because she would. She was. She was a morning person. She was up 5.30 a.m. every day, and you told me that. You said she's going to be, she's going to wake up working out. No, she's on vacation. You shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's yelling at me. I go, yeah, she's not, she's on vacation. This is your work day, okay? This is like, <laughs> it's like when people live in Florida. What are we doing today? I'm getting yep. up early and going to a job I hate. Enjoy Disney. <laughs> yeah, all right, Adam, you know what? Are you happy? I should have listened to you, all right? In retrospect, I should have listened to you. Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> this poor woman meets Phil. She sees the commercials. Oh, we can climb a rock wall. We can do all of this. I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, do it yeah. by yourself, lady. <laughs> <laughs> they they say that you find out about your relationship when you travel together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we did okay. When we first met, you went on a row with me for a year. Mm-hmm. And I think she was like this going, I have to see how he behaves in his natural <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She was taking notes. She's like, okay, he tips well. well <laughs> I can do without the smell. <laughs> he's trying to quit smoking, so he's not hanging out of the window like Fat Brando. <laughs> Eating ice cream. That's, yeah. that's when you're doing stand-up and Top Gear. Remember? Yeah. That, that was hard. I'm like, that was okay, hard. I'm, doing, I'm in no, there with you. Rescue Me stand-up and Top Gear. Mm-hmm. And I had to record a special. That was, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, had, we, were we held going. it all together. Yeah, you're right. It, we were so busy then. And guess what? We're busy now, too. Yeah. It never ends. No, it doesn't. But at least we have another dog that's shitting on the rug. This is nice. <laughs> she's a puppy. So this is what my wife tells me. I come home from the road. She's like, I said, look at the dog. In honor of your birthday. Bullshit. We have a dog. And I named it after your mother. I'm like, oh, you really don't want me to yell. <laughs> she did. She so named cute. the dog Lulu. My mother used to work at the tower at Kennedy Airport. And all the air traffic controllers would call her Lulu. So, you know, my mother would tell the story. And then Alice goes, I named the dog Lulu. Why? Because you're not going to yell if it's your mother's name. <laughs> and guess what? Score. Yeah. Inside, I'm screaming. <laughs> the dog's staring at me. And I just looked at the dog and I went, you don't even look like my mother. <laughs> right? She named you that so I wouldn't yell. But I want you to know that I know this is all bullshit. So you better start loving me now. You hear me? Oh, poor dog. Yeah, the only reason you're here is because I had a parlay on the 4 o'clock Patriots game. That's the only reason you're here. <laughs> you love Lulu. I do. And I love you guys, too. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Uh, we have T-shirts for you. Yes, we do. They're soft and fun. Soft and fun. My wife made them that way. There's a link to them right in the show notes. 
Uh, if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. Tell somebody you love about the show. It's growing and uh, we want to spread some love. Yes, we do. And follow Adam on all of his socials. Yes, follow me. Like, like two dogs that have invaded <laughs> <laughs> Please remember life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. I had to go to the bathroom when I was traveling in Russia. Mm-hmm. Their bathroom was in their kitchen. What? Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Bathroom in kitchen. You judgmental sons of bitches. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.